All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back. Real Fans Podcast, episode 36. It's been a while. I know I missed a few episodes, gentlemen. What's good? Happy it's been gone for like a month. It's been welcome gone for like back. A we out here. We out here. Uh, we, we're getting a few more followers out here on our Instagram, Real Fans Podcast. 158 followers. You know, not too much, not too little as well. You know, we're trending upwards. Let's get growing. It. What I'm up, growing. What up? What's up? What's good, it's been a... It's been a what? Got a lot of sports to talk about. It's been a... <laughs> I feel like every time we see Gabe, he has like a different background. I was going to wait a minute. I was going to wait a minute. <laughs> All right, let's get right into this. Uh, first uh, thing is apparently recently there's been an MLB lockout. I'm actually... First time me hearing this, so... Jojo, why are they locking? Why are they doing a lockout? Why are they not showing up to work? Well, all right. Well, essentially, you know, contracts end between players, um, you know, in the league, and essentially the lockout is to uh, negotiate MLB contracts, uh, economics, finances, anything with money, uh, assets like that. Uh, Last lockout we have actually a ninety-four, ninety-five season, and. Yeah, man, it's to, to no- negotiate finances. There's, there's a couple of things you need to go over um, every few years, and there's some issues that players, you know, bring about to the league as well uh, to try to get it fixed. Well, let's start with some of the pros. Well, some of the pros is the league and owners, they absolutely do not want to push against uh, a salary cap, which is great for baseball, right? That's that's what sets us apart from other leagues. There's no salary cap. So these guys, there's money available. They get paid what they need to get paid. Is it, um, is it great? Is it great? It's great for you I because mean, you're a Yankee fan. <laughs> hey, listen, the Rangers, I don't know uh, if you saw, Gabe, how much money they put towards their middle infield. <laughs> two yeah, players, almost $500 million. Dollars yeah. For two of course players. Was a big, big signing. Yeah, yeah. Two max contracts, which is crazy. Say, hey, it could work for lower tier teams as well, man. Not just the Bankies. <clears throat> I mean, the Yankees. The you know, we out here. <laughs> New York Bankies. Uh, but now nah, a few issues that, you know, players are going to bring up during this lockout is that uh, players want to get paid more younger. Um, a lot of their big contracts come uh, when they're turning 30. So after the first six years of playing, which kind of for majority of players is, you know, when they're turning 30 or around that time. And, you know, that's the issue because then – you know, they're kind of like, not all players, but leaving their prime, for example, like they want to get paid more younger, which I kind of understand both sides, right? You still got to prove yourself uh, within those first few years um, to be able to get paid. But then again, other teams might not see you as a valuable asset because of your age, which uh, we all know in baseball, you can play until you're like 40 officially. I mean, that's, that's just one of those sports where you, you, you can play for 20 years and be okay. But still, like, I, I get the argument there. Also, secondary and third-tier players in their positions, they want to get paid more as well, right? These, you know, first-tier players, star players, they're, they're getting bulk of the money, these 10-year, 300 million, 200 million contracts, and these other players don't have money going towards them, which Is this I something get. going I mean, on with, like, the, with the MLBPA and, like, they're, like, trying to get a deal settled or something with the MLB? Uh, yeah, because every year, you know, they have the contracts last for a certain amount of time. Because every league, what is that and called? Road- that, um, 
every league does it with, the, with their PA every every few years. I can't think of the deal. Some sort of like, I don't know. I bet you guys might know. Well, I don't know what word you're looking for. The bargaining, yeah, I, the bargaining, the bargaining agreement, bargaining thing. agreement. Yeah, bargaining agreement. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. I think every yeah. four years, the PA with, for every league they agree with like whatever. Yeah. yeah, and I think that has to do with salaries and stuff like that. A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big issue. Secondary, third tier players, they're not getting it. Last. Uh, Will they actually hold out? The do you think they'll actually hold out? Well, I we still got a few months for the season, so I feel like this is a good time for it to happen now, right? Not right before spring training. Uh, it can definitely last for God knows how long, right? And that's that's the worst case result, right? You don't want it to affect the seasons. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to lose any of the 162 games because at the time they're doing it now, they could come to any sort of agreement. I don't feel like there was any real tension these last few years between both parties, between the players you know, and the, the league owners, uh, I feel like they'll find a deal. I don't think it's going to be like the NBA lockout right in the middle of the season. You know, everyone's missing games, uh, things like I think that. The, I think uh, the NHL lockout was the same way, too. I think didn't the NHL lockout yeah. a few years ago hold, like, lose a few games yeah. because of it? Yeah, I believe so. And, and right now with the lockout, for people that don't know, rules associated with um, teams can't contact any players right now. You can't visit. Players can't visit facilities. Like, everything's just completely divided right now. I mean, obviously, it's the offseason regardless, but um, contact between player and teams can't go on during this lockout. So, again, uh, it could be a weird couple of months if it lasts long, uh, depending. Um, everyone's in a different situation. You know, people uh, fighting for contracts. Uh, you can't sign any free agents right now during this lockout. So that's how players and teams are affected by this lockout currently. Because when does free agency start? When is I again? It's it's already it's already started. Uh, you know, teams are signing players. Uh, you know, Mets I believe got Max Scherzer, if I'm correct. It was Scherzer, yeah, all star yeah. pitcher. Um, Your favorite team. The Rangers again just spent like almost five hundred million on two on two players, the middle infield there. So, hey man, they they probably knew this was gonna happen, so they went ahead and signed who yeah. they needed to sign, so they didn't have to wait. Well, that, that's what I was gonna mention. There was a lot of signings going on because everybody knew that this was going down. Um, I think it was like for a year or two, I've heard like rumblings of like there's going to be a lockout. So you see a lot of teams locking up their players because you don't want a free agent out there floating around while they're still negotiating. And then, you know, you say, let's yeah. say they increase, they increase the cap space or no cap space or whatever. You got, you know, uh, name a player, Altuve or somebody that's not signed. So you saw a lot of people signing before, before this date was coming. So, um, I think what JoJo mentioned, I don't see a lot, a lot of tension, um, especially with players signing so much, so so many big deals before the deadline. Yep. Um, I think it's going to get done. I don't think as of right now anything's going to get done um, because last I heard, they, they met in New York, their headquarters in New York, and the meeting was like seven minutes. Like they just, like, and they went in there seven minutes to a hotel, they clapped their hands, and then they left, and nobody was like, well, yo, what's going on? Um, and obviously, a deal didn't get done. So, Right now, it seems a little hot for uh, negotiating, but I think it's going to get done. But I don't. We might lose a game or two. I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm not really an expert in negotiations, yeah. but I think the ML will be back for next year. This is too many young players, too many big signings that they need to skip. They're not going to skip a year. Gabe, so what you're no, telling me is you don't sure. know what you're talking about because you're not an expert. They're gonna. They're not going to leave money on the table. Listen, <laughs> nobody wants to watch. Nobody he wants knows to what watch he's talking Rob, about. Rob Manfred <laughs> sit around in his office. People want to watch. If people, you know. It's one of the strongest unions in 
of all the leagues is a baseball league. Uh, is the yep, baseball for sure. uh, MLPA. So um, I think they'll get it. They'll get it done. Uh, and you, we got plenty of time. Like I said, the season's not started yet. Um, yep. Th- they'll negotiate some shit. They'll figure um, something out. I think that I think it's, order, I, I was going to say too. I think another reason why I think MLB wants to get something figured out because I mean. Maybe I don't know, if, but maybe they're still feeling the effects from the 2020 year, missing like almost the entirety of the season. And maybe you don't want to go back and miss a few more games on top of that. Like, you know, I don't think you want to go through another situation where you're missing games, especially uh, how things yeah, have I mean, were the past couple. I think of years. this was maybe maybe that'll be part of the negotiations that are trying to you know change the percentage as far as like their tv contracts when they sell advertisements the owners get whatever 52 percent, and the players get whatever 40 whatever um because we that, don't know that that that's where the money is in mlb everybody knows the money's in in any sport but especially mlb is the tv deals like those are huge yeah. how much money yeah. they make so and 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 the owners are not going to want to miss out on that on the, those types of contracts you know what i mean like especially with these we have stadium deals that are like for 50 years or whatever um, you got to signing these guys. Some years, the guys are getting like eight, ten years or whatever. You, like they're gonna miss out on on uh, on all that that money they that could potentially make. So you know, they, they, like anyways, said, is, yeah, it'll get done. I, they'll figure it out for the end of season. But going to another uh, league, we're going to switch over to some basketball NBA, and we want to discuss. We're about let's say probably fair to say a quarter through the season. Let's say about quarter through. Yeah, a quarter through. What team do you think is the best team right now? The hottest team at the moment. Who are you most disappointed in? Gabe. And it can't uh, be the Heat game. <laughs> listen. listen. Right now, we're a little bit in a lull. Bam Matabio's out with a broken hand. Uh, yep. Jim, Jimmy Buckets was out for a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to say the Heat. Robinson just had the worst fine. Uh, shooting night of his yeah. career last night. I don't know if you saw that stat line. Uh, I, I think Man, he's going to get just trade, out there running. About that. I guess the Nuggets is doing cardio yeah. out there. Um, but as far as uh, teams overall, I think the East has gotten stronger. Um, overall, they've gotten better. The competition, so? the competition's better. You it's going to be closer, East, man. The East is going to be closer. So? I think the East, East, East has gotten better. Man. I don't think it's as good as the West, but I think it got better. I think it definitely got better. So if I had to pick a team, saying all of that, I'm not even going to pick a team in the East. I think the best team right now, the hottest team in the game, is the Golden State Warriors. I was going to say, if you say anything else, it's it's egregious. If you say anything else, like it has to be Golden State. They somehow figured a way to play better defense. Um, You know, fucking Steph Curry shooting the lights out. He's shooting at some high clip. He's shooting like... I disagree. I don't know. I say the hottest team right now in the game is Golden State Warriors. Are they they number one? And are they the best record right now? No. No. Hottest team right now, and I'm going to say it to you is the Phoenix Suns. 17-game win streak, did not lose one game in November, and the other day they beat the Golden State Warriors. And they, I believe they play again tomorrow, Friday. So they're that's going to be a matchup. for the best right record between the Suns and the Warriors, both 18-3. and three. Phoenix Suns just beat them in a head-to-head, 17-game win streak going at it. Geez, so they were 1-3 and three and dropped 17 in a row after that. 17 Shit. in a row. Hottest team right now. But Golden State, they're up there, obviously. But I'm going off this decision on that matchup. That head-to-head matchup currently, Phoenix beat the Golden State Warriors. They both have the same record, so I'm going with them. And they play again tomorrow, I believe. 
Well, I think too, deservingly so. Like if you look at it, like those teams, those those two teams, they just know how to play together. They just do. Like it's just between good coaching and just chemistry. Like those guys, they just know how to play together. They're not like trying to be like the Lakers trying to buy championships. Like it, it they they work, they mesh, they just they they feed off of each other. Yeah. They're just a really good organization and really good organizations continuously win. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's, it's like the for all early. the throughout all those years just like the spurs like they're just the chemistry was there they just knew how to work together they never made really huge signings like it was just you had your core guys and you kept your core guys core guys because they just they knew how to work together and i mean that's the You're one thing about you golden state or phoenix yeah, golden state golden state yeah and okay. then uh, i think phoenix could be that in the future i mean like, i'm saying phoenix as a whole they just know how they they just mesh really well together those players just yeah. they fit into that scheme really well but golden state I'm talking about specifically is because they just what have they been together probably like ten years now almost or eight Pretty years much. eight years somewhere around there and then I I think you can see the similarities between that team and like what we saw from like the Spurs from like the early 2000s to like the late early 2010s like that span of just like they just know how to work together and I think as long as they're together and they're healthy they'll continue to be really good and be one of the best teams in the league. See, you made a you made a few key points up until you said they didn't have to make any huge signings, right? Because we all know that Kevin Durant okay. signing but, was one of the biggest. And I get it; they drafted their top three players, right? Clay. Okay, Draymond, but they also Curry. won they a championship without KD, though. Yes, hold on. That's what I'm getting to the point. I'm fifty fifty with you right now, right? Because it's kind of hard to tell. They did; they were on the right track. They broke, you know, the most wins record in the league without KD and all that. Perfect. Good. They signed KD. Who knows what would have happened if they didn't? That's all I'm saying. That makes a major difference. Now, my next point real quick with the Phoenix Suns. Who would have known they were running back? I know it's super early in the season, but, like, they're playing very, very well. Um, Who knows? Maybe last year could have been a not a fluke, right, because Chris Paul did make the difference. But for him, another year older to, to go ahead and do it again and run that young team and keep them pushing. And right now, one of the best records in the NBA – that, that's amazing. And we all, well, I don't know about you guys, but others were laughing like, why? Why would Chris Paul re-sign with that team? Yes, you made it to the finals, but that's not guaranteed to get go back. But look what he's doing with this team. He built that confidence. And currently right now, I think they're on a mission with D-Book and everybody to, to go right back to the finals in that tough Western Conference. You know, they're like, why didn't Chris Paul go ring chase and go with the Lakers or somebody? He's getting yeah. old and now he signed the contract and he stood. It's it's crazy, right? But look how well they're playing with them. It's it's crazy. Because it fits. It just fits. And that's yeah. the problem. I think people get so caught up in just trying to ring chase and just trying to play with people. But like if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. You know what I yeah. mean? It, it, things have to work out. Like shit, who's to say the Nets will ever win? Cause I mean they might have to have Fox. a great team on paper, but like we can arguably say Fox. they probably aren't the have the best chemistry with each other. They're good players. I mean, I mean, current. Like I said, even currently, look at the Lakers. Like, they're middle. What what place are they at? They're six right now. They're twelve and eleven, but everybody had them pegged to be like the number one team right now. And maybe things will change. Maybe they'll get it together, but we'll see. Yeah. And you know what's scary? The Warriors are playing this good without Klay Thompson. He's gonna make his return. Exactly. Right, so. Yeah. That's Man, that's been, what's scary. He's been gone for so long, bro. Guys, yeah, two major injuries, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that 
That's crazy. Uh, who was your biggest disappointment, though? You know what? I'm the Lakers right now. Golly. I know, okay. like, they're the middle-aged team of the league, right? The old heads, but, like, come middle-aged. on. And it's not even about how they're playing. It's it's everything, man. It's tension within the players. They're fighting other players. Everything's going on but basketball right now, right? All this outside distractions, and I don't know what's going on. They, they're not meshing well. They, it's just – it's terrible, bro. They're 12 and – lucky they're 12 and 11, they lost the, the only reason why the 12 and 11 is that they do twice. Have it's crazy. I mean, obviously, we're all waiting for playoffs. Anything can happen in playoffs, but like, what seed are you going to, these guys going to be in playoffs? They're going to fight for yeah. the seventh and eighth, eighth seed Uh-oh. when we're sure. speculating on are. top three? I think they're going to be fighting. They're going to be in the, the That's, six to 10 range or seven to 10 range trying to fight in to get in. So far before All Star break. So, what about yours, Gabe? Uh, gotta say 76ers, man. 76ers will be like top three in the league. They're dropping. Like I said, the East has gotten better, but th- that's, that's the only, I guess, argument against it. Like you say, the East got better, you know, Wizards. They started uh, strong. Uh, yeah. They started well, I mean, strong. look, they Wizards, don't have, they don't have one of their best players on the team. So that's kind of, they didn't have anyone to replace Ben Simmons. So really ben you just Simmons? took a lot. So I don't. Ben the bum Simmons is the best player on their team. I, I really don't I don't I really don't find it surprising. It's like what do you expect? If your second best player on the team's not playing, do you expect to go further than you did last year without having anyone replace that talent? Like just that guy nothing. is a fucking bum. He's a bum. I guess I can't so, stand hearing that motherfucker's name. He is such a bum. Like he's like, why is he still considered a top talent in this league? baffles me i don't know i don't know what to tell you about that or what about yours julian i would have said but they recently got on a streak i was going to say the milwaukee bucks but now they're on an eight game win streak and really uh, redeem yeah. themselves because for a moment they did have a little bit struggling. of a slow start yeah they're struggling but now they're on an eight game win streak they're they're killing it right now Yo, um speaking of the bucks did you see that game last night or just highlights of it Giannis with the game winning layup were like two Oh yeah, I Two saw that. Was like left. four seconds left. Uh, Lamelo Ball sure. hit the the tie three, and then Giannis with five seconds left hit the layup, gave him two seconds yeah, on the was... clock. That's that's your back to back MVP right there, bro. Yeah, yeah. Jojo, let that's me ask crazy. you something. What what were the what were Knicks fans saying after they won their first game? This guy <laughs> hashtag Bing Bong. <laughs> Bing bong. Undefeated. Come to the Knicks. They're undefeated. Come Originated. to the Knicks. Originators from Coney Island to give the man his credit. But right That's now, Coney Island term right there. Everybody was talking I'm shit. So everywhere, bro. I, I was hearing everywhere. This is the Knicks year. They're gonna make it deep. They're gonna be top rank. Right now, they're ranked oh, they 10, 11, and ten every year. They are right. They say that. They they're say right. that they're every coming, year, bro. You, you know. You know who's they're the football? The, the Knicks are the basketball equivalent of Cowboys fans. Knicks fans, no, for sure. Nick fans are basically yeah. cowboy fans. Every year, and he, bro, they're going to make it to the fucking championship. The problem with that analogy is Dallas Cowboys <laughs> actually pretty good, and so are the Knicks. So that's that's the problem with that analogy right there. Knicks aren't What's bad. The they actually have a decent team. They got well, a decent team. The championship? Are the Cowboys going to win it? Uh, are the, are the Knicks going to win it? Exactly. I, I that's believe, what I'm saying. I don't believe but in they, Julius Randle. I think they believe in their heart that they're going to win. Both teams. They have no other choice. Both fan bases. They have no other choice. After years of disappointment, <laughs> I, I, you get a small spark. Yeah. 
They're trying to turn it to I a think forest Ju- fire. Julius Randle might be a little bit overrated. I'm leaning towards that way. I don't, you know, believe him yet. But you know, they got a little decent little team. Big markets man. are overrated. Team. Everybody yeah, in right. big markets are overrated. Every big market, every big a lot of players are. <laughs> but yeah, but, <laughs> but speaking of uh, uh, football, a little bit, we're going to switch over. Um, a little bit of a surprise, I'll say, midseason surprise. I did not expect to be saying this currently, but Gabe, since you are an AFC East fan, a diehard AFC East fan, do you believe that? <laughs> do you believe that the Patriots will surpass the Bills as the best team in the AFC? They are meeting up this week, head-to-head matchup. The winner will be in first place in the division. Wow. Are the Patriots at Here's that level? If they continue, if things continue like they have been for the past few weeks, I mean, the Bills all of a sudden we—I don't know if they're good or anymore. Somehow, Bill Belichick. You know why the, the you know why the Bills aren't good? Because they went through a fucking buzzsaw in Duval County. That's why. <laughs> Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen. We didn't even get the chance to talk about that because we were all... <laughs> But they went through a fucking buzzsaw and they haven't been the same. Oh, I've seen that everywhere. I've seen that headline everywhere. <laughs> Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't expect. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I think the Patriots, maybe the old division. Uh, hey, they haven't lost in November either. They went undefeated in November, so that's another team right there on a win streak. They're just yeah. going, man. I, but I, I don't, I don't believe in the Patriots. I mean, yeah, they're on. A I can see right in now. his tone of voice. He, he's <laughs> fighting it. He doesn't want to. He doesn't he's want fighting. to believe it. He's, just, he's <laughs> fighting it. He's like not another twenty years. Gabe's like not another twenty years. I'm he not, doesn't want to believe it. Not do they it. found the future quarterback. <laughs> no, um, I think I really think I can't say as of right now that they are, but I think the winner of this game is going to be a, mo- a momentum mover because if the Patriots beat the Bills, I mean, the Bills have been on a downturn. Like I know we're just joking about them losing the Jacks, but really ever since they lost, they haven't been the same. Bro, uh, they were hot. Everyone they, thought Josh Allen was going to be the MVP this year, man. They, and these guys got a cannon. They have a great team. They have great receivers. They got great defense, and they they're unpredictable right now. Well, going we into know. that, going into that Jacksonville Jacksonville game, they were the number one team on offense and the number one team on defense, which is a, just a deadly recipe. But then you lose to the second worst team in the league, and then they just haven't been the same. And then, but meanwhile, the Patriots, on the other hand, they've been on a hot streak. I think they finally kind of found a rhythm to keep, to make, to put Mac Jones in a situation to succeed. Obviously, like they heavily rely on the run game. And obviously, when you have a good run game, it it just sets your quarterback up to succeed. And then they do a really good job at Josh McDaniels of really scheming the receivers open. They don't have the best receivers on the team, they don't even have the best running backs, but they have an amazing scheme and amazing coaching. And all you need is a guy to just do the bare minimum. He's going to succeed. I mean, Mac Jones only throws like what 150 yards a game. They barely throws anything, but they know how to run the ball yeah. and they know how to scheme guys open. And they have played good defense. You run the ball, play good defense. You're going to win football games. And that's kind of the problem in Buffalo. Buffalo can't run the run the ball. They're one of the worst running teams in the league. Their running backs are very like 
second tier, third tier running backs. They're not very good running backs. Um, they don't have very many weapons outside of Stefan Diggs. I mean, you kind of have Cole Beasley, but he's, he's just a number two receiver. Um, and you're kind of relying a lot on Josh Allen to make kind of something out of nothing and run the ball quite often. So obviously their defense uh, is a good, they have a really solid defense. I like their defense a lot, but I think this could be a bounce back game. This is going to be, I expect it to be a tight game. I don't see it being a blowout, but I can't say the Patriots have to beat the bills to surpass them. And that that's just yeah. not, like for them to be the best team, they got to beat the best. And even though bills have been on a downswing, they're eventually going to come back and maybe this is the bounce back game and this could be a big statement game. But when you got the greatest coach on your side, anything's possible. Anything's I'm going to disagree with you because they still have to play twice. It, it, let's say the bills win. They, they have the same record. If you look at uh, the on paper, uh, essentially they're the same team, but as far as points allowed uh, and uh, points made. Um, so, if the Bills win, I'm thinking it's like still like 50-50. Like, hey, he might, they might, they might not. Um, so, like, to me, it's still, I guess, a struggle for number one. Um, I'm still a believer in the Bills, even though they've been playing like trash. Um, I think They're a they streaky team. Weapons. Yeah, They're a streaky team. Bills are a very streaky but, team. They get on a run, they're, they're unstoppable. Yeah. But, like I said, uh, Patriots, they play really good defense. So, uh, it'll be an interesting game. It's probably a game of the week. If I had some money, I would probably bet, be betting on it, but... Uh, I'm <laughs> Gabe, Gabe lost all his money for the fans who don't know <laughs> Gabe's back in Florida Florida just legalized sports betting he got a little too excited and he started throwing money at the wall <laughs> and he struggled I mean I was betting on everything I was betting on hockey on games I've never seen or heard of they're going to push the over he's 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 betting on, on everything He's betting on FCS college football game colleges that he's never even heard of. Like he said, uh, he's gonna bet on the first team to speak during the game. Oh man, <laughs> coin flips. He's betting so on coin times. flips. <laughs> never bet uh, the over, guys. Don't bet the over. But Jojo, what do you think? If the Patriots, you do, do you believe the Patriots can surpass the Bills? I mean, at at this point, I I believe so. They're they're proving it, right? So I'm gonna go off of what I'm seeing and. It's it's crazy. Like I said, like they haven't lost in November, and look at their win margins against the teams they've played. They're putting up points as well. Like you said, he's not putting up that many yards, but they're winning by a good amount of points against the teams they're playing. They're not like going down to the wire every single game, and then you know they okay they win in the last second. Nah, like they're yeah. beating teams. If you told me that like five weeks ago, I would have been like, I mean, the Patriots, they win games, but they don't put up points. But now they're starting to show that they can put up points and the defense is scoring. And here's the one thing I will say. If it starts going into a shootout, there's no way Mac Jones can keep up. I I don't think the Patriots could keep up. What's going to be the success of the Patriots is if that defense can really hold down Buffalo. And at the moment... Uh, hey. They look like they possibly can. But if Buffalo, like I said, Buffalo's I mean, a really streaky team. If Buffalo starts getting hot, I'd, I I don't trust Mac Jones to go in a shootout with Josh Allen. I just don't. like it. Not not at this stage in his career. Yeah. But Okay, I could see that. Yep. But now to the I, other coast. Feel? What was that? No, okay. I was going to ask about your Jags. Oh. <laughs> um, and it's a whole other story, bro. 
Yeah, that's that's too much to get into. <laughs> oh man, Urban's Chop House, bro. Oh, God. But is he going to, he going to uh, Notre Dame, man? Is he, going to Notre Dame? he said he's not. <laughs> I hope he does. He's a fucking hey, idiot. But he's I hope he does. He's like I, I, I want his ass gone, dude. That guy's a fucking bum. All right. Um, <laughs> going to the other coast. And this, so we're talking about the Patriots era kind of rebouncing, kind of bouncing back after a down year and losing your star quarterback. But here's a team that's been hot for about 10 years. And it seems like there's a possibility that this might be the end of an era for the Seattle Seahawks. Gabe, do you think that it is the end of the era for Seattle and the 12th man? Do you uh, think Russell Wilson yeah, will be gone? Do you think Pete Carroll is going to retire? Do you think this is the end? Well, that, that's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. one question at a time. So, um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's been over for Seattle for a minute, man. I think you know once once they got traded, all those uh, you know their safeties, their defense blew up, the Legion of Boom blew up. It kind of went downhill from there. Um, you're kind of seeing like, uh, like I don't know. They're holding on to strings with Russell Wilson. I don't think he's gonna. Literally, they're gonna probably. That's I don't know. The term uh, I would use. Yeah, they're holding the strings with Russell. Holding he's on the strings. The guy has four fingers. On his... <laughs> this this guy has four fingers, bro. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, as far as Seahawks, see Seahawks, I think they've been over for a minute. I think it's just surprising seeing now, like, oh, damn, like, they only really have. And it's kind of weird, too, because they have Metcalf and Lockett, and you think they should be more explosive and better. But yeah. that team, their, their running game is terrible. Their defense is terrible. Um they're all lines. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Russell Wilson's gone, man. They got they had to get something for him um, at the end of the contract. You got to start setting up for the future uh, and and get something. Get you know make a change. Um, as far as Pete Carroll, I know Pete Carroll is like one of the oldest coaches uh, in the NFL. Um, uh, I still think he's all right. Like he, I think he's still you know a, a head coach in the league. I guess it'll depend on like his personal life if he wants to continue. You know, if he wants to sit around for a rebuild, I mean that'll be up to him. Uh, but He's an old uh, man but yeah, for a rebuild. And it, you're right. You probably <laughs> want to get a new coach in there and get new talent, and you know what I mean. I mean, hey, change it up. A- Andy Reid. Andy Reid started with the rebuild, man. And look, I don't think he was he as old as Pete Carroll is now. Pete Carroll's old, dude. Yeah. Pete Carroll's He's like old as hell. He's really old. He's like 72. Shockingly. You know what? I, Pete Carroll looks good for his age, though. I'm a, he's yeah, still active. I don't know if he's 70. He's 70 something. And he like runs around that fucking field. He's like ready to go. Let me see. I'm actually curious now. He's always ready. He's always ready to go. I did not believe he was 70 years old. Yeah, man. Yo, yeah, man. Like, you're saying with, like you were saying with the Seahawks, bro, they lost that defense, man. And it's hard to keep up. Like Russell Wilson's always getting injured. Always at the wrong time. They're hoping for a comeback midseason. It, you're already falling behind. You were falling behind with him playing. It wasn't like you were undefeated. You know what I mean? So, like, it's just too many ups and downs in the Seahawks last few years. Again, if you make playoffs, anything's possible. But you're constantly fighting for a playoff spot. You're never sitting comfortably these last couple of years. It's just, it's always a struggle. Yes, you got lucky with some great receivers. But, you know... You can't always make magic happen on the offense if your defense ain't gonna hold down the game for you, right? And you have no run game. 
and you um, only had you know, two it on the field every 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 time like and then Lockett's been kind of a little bit unproductive this year and been injured a lot so all you really have is Metcalf and then your quarterback like you said was gone and it's there it might be to the point where yeah they just need to blow it up i mean they just had a tough loss to Washington i think that made them 3 and 8 um and like this is by far their worst season in the past 10 years I, I think Russell's uh, after everything. I'm just going based off what we heard this past offseason. He seems like he just wants to be in a situation where he doesn't have to do everything. And he, he's a terrible O line. Like you said, all, all they have going for them is Metcalf. I mean, can you really trust on Lockett? He's been great these past couple of years, but he's been he's getting older. He's got nagging injuries. Can you really trust him? You you have no run game. Your defense, like you said, is god awful. The only guy you got on there is Bobby Wagner, and he's getting old too. So it, it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, I mean, and like we said, Pete Carroll's 70 years old. Do you want to go through another rebuild like that? And people can arguably say what really helped the Seahawks blow up so much in those uh, the 2010, 2011 and all that, all those years was the fact that he was a college coach coming from USC. He recruited a lot of these guys that he ended up eventually drafting and I mean, that's what people were saying that maybe Urban Meyer can do in Jacksonville, but because we saw Pete Carroll do successfully, and now a lot of those guys that he recruited are gone. They're they're older. Like, can he do a fresh start in the NFL? We'll see. And but the thing is, I just don't know if he wants to put in that effort to do it. And maybe he'll to go down to college. Maybe he'll chill out in college. I mean, a lot of people were before the USC job got taken. A lot of people were thinking that he would go down back to USC. I don't think he would, but um. Oh, I don't. I didn't think he was going to, but but yeah. And I think Russell wants out. I think he really wants a better. I don't. Russell's not going to stick around for a rebuild. He, he's just. I don't see him doing that. So it's like you might as well get what you can from him. You're going to get a few first round picks from him, and just 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 full rebuild uh, rebuild because I think trying to piece together what you have is just it, that never works out. But it, it never does. It, it, that well, people, you always talking about sticking like, around. Wish I could stick around. JoJo has to leave a little early. Seattle early. job. He's going for the Seattle job. <laughs> Yo, you catch me next to Pete Carroll in a few weeks. All right, it's time to take over. <laughs> colors, show. you got the colors. Bro. Real fans, real fans podcast, real fans podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like he had to step up for a second, but um, yeah, so. On that note, let's switch to another topic. We're going to talk about your Miami Dolphins, Gabe. Can Tua still be the quarterback? Wait, let me rephrase this. Can Tua still be the quarterback that the Dolphins need? Is he still that guy? Dolphins are currently on a four-game win streak. Four-game win streak. Yes. Um, they've bounced back. They're now five and seven after starting off one and seven. Um, yeah. I think their last loss was to the Jags, if I'm not wrong. Um and yeah, they've been. He's been playing really well. He's actually been playing really well. Um, he has a nice little connection with Waddle. That like the, those two have been working it really well. The defense is playing lights out. They've been playing amazing. The defense is playing like they did last year. They're exciting to watch. Uh, they're creative on defense, and the Dolphins are finally starting to find their groove. It seems like and kind of picking up where they left off last year. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Tua's coming off a, a, a great game. I think he threw over like 80%, uh, which is one of like three other quarterbacks. It was like, I think it was like Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, and I forget who else, something like that. Um, 
yeah, man, look, it's going to be what I said all along. You got to give this kid a chance to fucking play. Um, there's still problems, uh, with, uh, with the team overall. Um, but you got to give this kid a full season. You know what I mean? Um, he's playing well. He, again, I feel like I broke a record because he shows flashes. Um, you know, when he's throwing downfield past 20 yards, like, that's what I want to see. I want to see him like live there, but, um, um, you know, he played well. Waddle, you know, had a, had a really good game, uh, went off, um, especially in the short, uh, on the short game. And, and, you know, uh, you know, last year that uh, the reason why the Dolphins had so much success was, the, was the defense. The defense was keeping a lot of, a lot of games. It was keeping a lot of games close, uh, with a lot of turnovers and, and, and returns. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, as far as two is concerned, it's going to be the thing I've been saying all along. Give this kid a chance. Give this kid an O-line. Let's see what he can actually do before we can assess, like, okay, he's not the future. He's not, um, you know, he's been playing through injuries. Uh, you know, he had surgery in his hand. He had to come in the game, and he uh, and he successfully, uh, you know, won the game. Uh, Tua, Tua, I'm still a Tua believer. All right. We're still, we're not tanking for Tua. Now we're rooting for Tua, okay? That's what we're doing. That's what we do over here as a Dolphin Dolph fan. Because I don't know, I don't know what what's the other option. Like, you know, we can sit here and cry about, oh, we should have got Herbert. Oh, we should have got Herbert. Which, by the way, the Chargers. Have and, the, and the draft, the draft does not look yeah. good. The, the the quarterback class coming out of the, the college does not look good at all. So right so. now, I don't know what the other option is besides getting another, another veteran, getting a Aaron Rodgers or getting a Russell Wilson or something. Sean um, Watson. I'm still too a believer. I'm still – no, hell no. <laughs> uh, I'm still too a believer. Two is that dude. Let's give him – you know, now this is his full season. Now he's seeing it. I still don't believe – but here's the thing. With the rest of the schedule going on with the Dolphins, I think they're still going to go 500. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to work out um, as far as uh, – they they had too yeah, slow of a start. That wild card, yeah. The, the, their their yeah. start was too slow. One and seven. That's that kills you. Like you, you it's hard to very yeah. hard to come back from that. Even with a seventeen so game season, I, I, I still think they're gonna you know end the season at five hundred. Um, and it's gonna be tough, especially like we talked about earlier. Well, you can't do five hundred anymore. Fighting for number one. I know. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Nine, nine and eight. Five hundred or eight, nine and eight or eight and yeah. nine. Sure, sure, whatever. They'll be <laughs> mediocre. And then people will still have questions about Tua. Um, but Tua's good, man. He's got the goods, dude. I think I he's playing really good. I, I and I give him credit. But I still don't I don't I do think he's the answer. Um, at least for a long term answer, but I think he will always be that guy where you need so much stuff around him. He's still like I don't think he's a guy who can carry you um like by himself. But I still, he's one of those guys. Like I always said, I could see him being like an Alex Smith type, or you just you need a team around him. You need the weapon. I still think they need another weapon um, over in Miami. And you, God damn, you need a you need a fucking running back. You, you need a consistent guy at running back. Miles Gaston pops off like two times in a season, and it, you need a consistent threat in the running game. And you need another wide receiver because Devontae Parker's his his years have passed. He's 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 not the same guy. Will Fuller's always fucking hurt. Dude's always hurt. So you, you need another guy inside of Waddle. Waddle's obviously a great start. Um, to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think your offensive line has been playing kind of up and down throughout the year. Um, kind of mostly down. like mostly down. But then there's like moments where they like <laughs> they they do all right, right? Like they're 
they're they're holding it. So obviously you can improve on that, but the defense is just great. Like the the way I love the way the Dolphins scheme their defense is it's so creative and it's 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 really fun to watch. But yeah, like you, you got to give two a time. I think like trying to trade him for Deshaun Watson, I think is so stupid. I've I've said that from the beginning. I think it's stupid. I don't think they should do it. First off, you don't even know if this man's going to even be able to play, and to, to give away all that for a guy that you you don't know if he's even going to be here is just is dumb. And to like you said, Tua never really got a shot. I I I just don't see like crazy talent in him. I. I don't think he'll ever be as good as Herbert, but like he said, you got who you got. You got to you got to work around it. Tailor tailor your offense to his his strengths and just do what you can. And it seems like they're finally kind of clicking. They're kind of finally finding something that works for him, and they're playing really well. They're playing well. I don't know what their schedule looks like for the rest of the season. Maybe you're right. Maybe they could go um, at just below five hundred or just above five hundred, but. They look really solid. They look they look like they're back to form, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're actually kind of fun to watch, and they're not getting fucking smoked every play like they were for a second there. Yeah, well, the rest of the season, just to bring it up, uh, we got to play the Giants, uh, play the Jets, uh, Saints, and the Titans again. Then we played New England last game. We always played New England as a game. Oh, yeah, it's actually really favorable. That's yeah. honestly really favorable. Yeah. You can get a. Well, that's what I said. They right can there. they can split. They can split. They can win three or four games out of that. You can um, beat I, so. I, the Dolphins if they play like they played the past four weeks, and they, the defense continues to play up to par. You can beat the Giants. You can beat the Jets. That brings you at seven hundred five hundred at seven and seven. And then what was after the Jets? Uh, they play the Saints, uh, Tennessee, and then uh, New England. S- Saints are such an wishy-washy team you don't know what you're going to get with the saints and the titans still don't have derrick henry so and the titans got uh fucking demolished by um who they just lose to really bad the patriots yeah but then they lose again i don't know yeah i guess it was the patriots i thought they lost to a bad team but either way it's possible you said they could rattle off three wins in that span and i don't know if they that don't i don't think that gets you to the wild card I don't think eight wins get you to the wild card. You need to at least get ten, I think, with how competitive the AFC is. A- AFC is, but yeah, man. Um, yeah. So we're gonna switch it off. We're going a little bit uh, to the younger guys. College football. The season is officially over. We are now going into the conference championships, and uh, yeah, we're gonna um, the top four right now that we have currently sitting at the playoff spots is number one, Georgia, number two, Michigan, number three, Alabama, number four, Cincinnati. Gabe, have you watched any college football and uh, who do you got really squeezing into the playoffs? I think personally it's somewhere in the top six. So um, five is Oklahoma state. Number six is Notre Dame. Um, I think once you go past that, you're going into that two loss column, and I don't see anybody with two losses getting in there. So this is going to be a really important week coming up because there's a lot of really tough conference championship games, and I'm really curious to see how they shake it up. But uh, yeah, who who do you got going into your four? Going well, into I'm a college football expert because I've been betting on him for the last week since I came back to Florida. Thank you, Hard Rock. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I think, listen, man, there's only two teams that people care about. Only two teams that I care about, at least. 
Um, and uh, the rest is just like for the birds. Um, obviously, you have Michigan, uh, who uh, are probably going to get in. Um, and maybe there's a fighting spot for, I don't think Notre Dame should get in. I don't think Notre Dame. I don't think if Cincinnati wins, Notre Dame shouldn't get in. I don't, I think that that loss to Cincinnati against Notre Dame was huge for them. And if Cincinnati can, if they, which the most likely will, if they're, they win again, I don't see how you put Notre Dame ahead of them. Oklahoma state has a chance of jumping them. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, those are the teams, probably Ohio state, uh, probably Michigan, Alabama and, and, and Georgia. No, Ohio state's out. I'm sorry, uh, not Ohio State. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Oklahoma Georgia, State. Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma's um, five. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma State is what I meant to say. Uh, I think those are the teams that are probably probably uh, get in uh, for the top four. Um, but we'll see, man. You never know because especially like you, you think said, they're going to kick Cincinnati uh, out. It's possible. You think? It's I think possible. it's wrong, man. I just, I feel like it's so wrong to do it. Like I, well, I here's get the thing because the the matchup of the week is is Georgia uh, at Bell, Alabama, and does Alabama get a chance to make it in if they lose this week? That's the big question. That's the big question that I think a lot of people are thinking. I I even consider because it's like, do you, do you put Alabama in there with two losses, but then you don't put in either a Cincinnati or an Oklahoma State? with Cincinnati having no losses and Oklahoma State having one loss, especially Oklahoma State, when they are in a, they're a power five team. So it's like, but then again, Alabama lost to the number one seed. Obviously, if Alabama beats Georgia, they would just flip-flop. That Like, that's easy. They just flip-flop. Georgia goes to three. Um, if Michigan beats, I think Michigan goes against Ohio, um, which that's going to be a very, that's not going to be an easy game for Michigan. Um, I was kind of surprised Ohio State lost to Michigan, but Iowa, they started off really strong in the season. Obviously, they they only have two losses um, currently, but they started off really strong in the beginning of the season. So that's going to be a tough game for Michigan. But it's I, it's hard because what I wanted, there's nothing else I wanted more in this world than to Auburn to beat Alabama. I wanted Auburn to beat Alabama yeah. so bad. There's nothing I wanted more than to see Alabama outside the playoff race. Because if they lost to Auburn, they were done. That was it. Yeah. And But then it's like, it, do you take that game into consideration that it went into, like, what, triple overtime against a non-ranked yeah. team with five losses? And it's like, I think the score was what? It was like 10 to 7 or it was it was a low scoring game going into three, the Alabama quarter. going yeah, going into the fourth at the end of the fourth quarter Alabama scores a touchdown with like right with like maybe under a minute left. Yeah. They held them off that, with no that was, uh, Yeah, that was an implosion by Auburn uh that game. Uh but uh but yeah, I think you do have to take in consideration. I mean you, you can't you really can't cuz so here's the thing. There's the thing where it should be the right thing to do, and then there's also the thing where they're trying to make a product that people can watch and people tune in and people advertise or pay money for it. So, um, but yeah, do people want to see Alabama be, outside of Alabama I mean, fans? Ala- I mean, Alabama. I mean, they're pretty pretty huge, especially they've been so dominant the last what ten years. Um, uh, they've been relevant. So I mean, you gotta give them. You gotta give them some kind of credit. I mean, I know there's not the same team for every year, but although 
they still do get the best recruits. They get the best players. They're whatever top rank and, and five star, four star players. Um, but yeah, this is going to be tough, man, because you know they almost lost to Auburn, and they're about to play Georgia, who's really good. Now Georgia, I don't know if they can score a lot of points, uh, but they're really good. I have them as a, the best team this year, and I hope I hope they win. I will uh, say this. Year, so. If Georgia smokes Alabama, they got to go. If, yeah. if Georgia absolutely smokes them, if it's like a really close game, that's where it gets tough. And Alab- if Alabama loses a close game to Georgia, that's really tough. And it's like, fuck, do you want to put Alabama over, let's say, a one-loss Notre Dame saying that they win and a one-loss Oklahoma State saying that they win their game? You know, that's... And those are power five teams. Those are power five teams, unless you knock out Cincinnati. But Cincinnati, I think, has earned the right to be with it. I mean, beating Notre Dame is like if they if they if they didn't play with Notre Dame, then it's like yeah, I can understand not putting him there. But man, I, the best thing that happened to Cincinnati is the fact that they got the schedule gods lined up for them, and they go against yeah. Notre Dame. And as long as and Notre Dame's gonna have a very hard time hopping them, um, yeah, unless they get pushed up with Alabama was to lose badly and they get pushed up. But then Oklahoma, it's going to be, man, oh, Notre Dame has to hope for a lot of things to happen. Notre Dame's got, I think has got to hope for Cincinnati. Notre Dame's got to hope for everybody to lose except Georgia pretty yeah. much because Notre Dame, I don't know who they're going against in their ASCC championship. Uh, let me see real quick. Notre Dame will go against oh, looking at their God. schedule. Let me see. Why is it not showing it? Oh. I mean, either way, it's going to be tough for them. They, they got the longest road to hoe. Once you beat a team, it's got to count for something. You just can't have teams beating people and they'd be like, Oh no, forget that. I mean, you can't have that, which is why I say you have to consider, you have to consider that Auburn, you know, Alabama game that has to be taken into consideration that, 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 that the under on that game was like 20, 27 points or something at the, at the first half, like, cause they, they weren't scoring. Um, and it went over to like whatever, 45, 41, 42 or something. Oh, wait, does Notre so, Dame not have another game? I guess, I guess Notre Dame doesn't have a, they don't have a conference championship game. Well, aren't they, uh, independent? They're, they're um I thought they're ACC. Am I crazy? Am I like drawing an absolute blank I see right Alabama. Now? Why does it say Alabama? Oh no, that's Georgia. I'm gonna have that wrong. They're Regardless of the fact you you gotta there's a there's a lot of things to like take in consideration because Oklahoma State's facing a number nine Baylor. So Oklahoma State's facing a top ten team. And it's it, it's really hard, and that's why they should expand the playoffs. Like this is the exact reason why they should expand playoffs because it's so hard to think who should go in there. Because Oklahoma State beats Baylor, which is a number nine team. Cincinnati, they just beat whoever they beat Houston, who's in ranked twenty one, and Houston's eleven and one. So that kind of helps their 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 argument because they're going their conference games against the ranked team, even though it's Houston. Um, but then Michigan's going against Iowa. 
it, I'm, it's going to be really interesting to see how they shake things up because. So let me ask you I this just, question. Let me ask you this question. Let's say, let's say this Alabama, Georgia game. Um, let's say Alabama beats Georgia. And then they go to the championship and then Georgia beats Alabama. I mean, who's the real champion? What do you mean? Like if Alabama, if Georgia beats let's Alabama week, in the, in the SEC championship game. They get boosted into the final four. I'm sure you'll stay, still stay up there. Do you think Georgia gets knocked out of the final four? If, if they flip flop, they flip flop. Okay, and I then let's say they meet again in the final. Georgia, Georgia's locked into the playoffs. They lose if they lose. I mean, yeah. you're losing to your ranked number one team, and you lose to a ranked number three. Like you're, you're locked in. Like yeah. you just flip flop. But let's say they meet again for the final game. Who's the true champion? If they split, let's say they meet twice and they split, who's the the real champion? Well, the person who ever won. I mean, it's a, it's a championship <laughs> game. Someone with all the marbles. <laughs> I mean, this is what it is. Well, I will say this. And, here's a, yeah, and, and yeah. the reason why, obviously, I think this game's favored by Georgia. One, because Georgia, I think, is just the better team. Um, but also, you're playing in Atlanta, bro. Like, that's going to be a, Athens, Georgia's like maybe like an hour away from Atlanta. Like that's like going to be a big time home field advantage. Don't get me wrong. Tuscaloosa ain't that far either, but that's going to be a big time Georgia fan base right there. And that's going to be like a home game for them with like 70, 80,000 people in there. And that's going to play a factor. That's going to be a really big factor. Um, I got Georgia winning it, but the big question is, it's just like, I think what's really going to determine if Alabama sticks around is how close that game is. Cause I think they're going to look past that whole Auburn game, but then if they lose bad and they barely squeak out one, you got to really consider Oklahoma state at that point. Cause Oklahoma state's being a ranked nine and they're ranked five yeah. and they have one loss I, like that, that I like agree you, with you. You get, you got it. You got to look at that, but we'll see how things Alabama shake up. Cannot, they got, Alabama got to keep it close to be, they got to keep it close. And they didn't. They, they didn't. They weren't scoring. Their quarterback. They were not scoring that game except until it got to the end. And even if it's close, it's still hard to make an argument for them. Even if it is close, it's it's hard to make an argument for them. But it's a lot. It's a lot of great games. Like I said, Cincinnati uh, got Michigan, Iowa. Which let's not be totally surprised if Iowa wins that game. That might be the best thing that happens to Oklahoma. Oh, if you're an Oklahoma State fan. The one thing you're hoping for is Alabama gets blown out and Michigan loses. That's that's what you're hoping for, because that's the only way you, you're, you're probably getting in there is one of those teams lose considerably. But we can talk about this all day. Honestly, I love talking about like late college football things and like all the different scenarios. I think it's like I find it really interesting because like, well, if this happens and that happens. But if they win this and then this, it, it, I always find it really cool. But that's why I think they should expand it. It makes it a little bit easier, um, even at like twelve. Like that—that'd be awesome to see, like these ranks, 15, 16s trying to squeeze in there. But anyway, that's uh, well. We're gonna switch back to football, but just uh, football. We're gonna give our picks of the week. Gabe, any idea? We haven't done it in a few weeks, but I was—I yeah. I wasn't sure if you had happened to know what our records was the last time we made picks. Uh, last time we made picks. Let me see. Uh, Julian, you were up. You're up two on me. Uh, 27 to my 25. So, so 27 to 25. And you know what the record was that week for us? Like, I think I went pretty even. 
I don't remember what week. It was a few weeks ago, but I think I went pretty even from what I remember. I got to count it over again. Um, I got to count it over again to see it. But yeah, we're pretty right there, man. I mean, you're doing better than me recently. So. Yeah, recently. Been, this past weekend, you'll probably do better than me again this week. Let's just say that this NFL season has been the most crazy fucking you can't, you can't predict anything that's going on. Like this season's so wide open. I don't know who the fuck's a favorite anymore. Like one moment you think something's going to happen, the next it doesn't. But uh, yeah, let's get into this right here. So we got Thursday night football tonight. We got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New Orleans State at the Superdome. Cowboys minus six and a half. Gabe, who are you taking? The line's pretty even taking- on this. I'm taking Dallas six and a half. They'll they'll win. Dallas is really good. And no, I don't know what their problem is, but I'm taking Dallas. Give me Dallas too. I uh, New Orleans is such a shaky team. Um, even though they're out, like yeah, give me Dallas. I'll take Dallas. I think they can put up the points. Next game, we got Minnesota at Detroit Lions. Minnesota is minus seven at Detroit. Oh, that's easy, Minnesota. Easy. The line is leading towards Detroit. Detroit's minus one, uh, one hundred five. That's because Minnesota's they, want, they want you to put. They want you to put money on the stinky Lions. Here's my thing, Minnesota. You think always finds a way to keep games close. They never blow out people when they should. That's my only concern with Minnesota. They all think about all their games. They're, all their games are so close. They win it, but give me Detroit. I think they find a way to get Detroit? within seven. I think they get. You within got them seven. winning, or you got them covering? I got, I got them to covering. Cover you got them to win. I got them to cover. I don't got them to win. Hell no, I don't got them to win. I don't. I just don't think Minnesota's going to cover that seven and a half spread. I don't. I don't have them doing that. Minnesota just finds a way to keep games close for whatever reason, whether they should or shouldn't. All right, next game we got Arizona at the Chicago Bears. Line is leaning towards Chicago Bears. It is plus seven and a half with the odds for that spread for Chicago minus 106 to Arizona's 114. So the line is leaning towards Chicago. Gimme Arizona. Chicago just cannot put up points. They just can't. And you know who can? Kyler Murray and them boys. So like they, whoa, shit. Wait, is Kyler Murray playing? He's, He's playing, right? I think so. I think he's back. Oh, shit. I think he's playing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, give me Arizona minus seven and a half, regardless of the fact they got too many weapons. They can they can make it work. The Chicago just can't score to save their life. I'll take All Arizona right. as well. Uh, next game, we got Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Atlanta Falcon. Tampa is minus 11. The odds are even at 110. Give me Atlanta with the plus 11. Atlanta kind of had a bounce back game against the Jags. They're at home. Uh, I think they can get it within 11. Got Cordell Patterson back. He's healthy. Not agree with you. I'm going to take Tampa. Tampa. Tampa scares me with uh, big spreads. I don't necessarily trust Tampa with big spreads. All right, now next game, we got Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans at minus 10. This one's a tricky one for me because I think Houston can keep it close. You are at home, 
But do I think they can get within 10? Do I think my big question is, can it, my big question is, can Indianapolis keep a big, a, a wide enough gap between them? Um, Carson Wentz scares me, dude. Carson Wentz scares the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm going to take Houston plus 10. I'll take Houston, Houston plus, plus 10. 10. Um, plus 10. It's a lot for Indianapolis. That's, that's the scare. It's a lot for Indy. Yeah. That's what scares me a lot. They got to win by 13 or 14 points. Does Indy do that? To Houston, you know what? I'm gonna go with Indy. I think they can get 13 points. Okay, Indy. We got Philly at the New York Jets. Philly is minus seven, with the odds leaning that way at minus 106 compared to New York Jets is minus 114. Give me Philly. Philly. Philly might be a playoff team. They're they've honestly surprised me. They are playing a lot better than I ever anticipated them coming into the season. I thought they were gonna be not very good, and they turn out to be very competitive team, and they could squeeze into the playoffs. They keep it up, so they should handle the Jets. Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. That's a tough point right there. Minus seven. I mean, you can give me a half a point, give me six and a half. Yeah, minus seven minus sucks. Seven. If it was six and a half, I'd definitely hammer that. Hundred percent. I mean, that means I got to win by like nine or ten points. Uh, you know what? It's the Jets. I'll give me Philly. I think it's gonna move. Really? I think I think it might move to seven and a half. That's just my guess. We'll see when it gets closer. This one's another really good game. So this is the battle of the uh, NFL twenty twenty rookie class: Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the favorite at minus three, with the line leaning towards the Chargers at plus one hundred five. I mean, at minus 105 for the odds. Man, this is a really good game. This is going to be a very close game. I I predict I predict this is going to be a very close, high-scoring game. Um, but you know what? Give me the Chargers plus three and the money line with that plus 134. I think the Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers win this game. The Chargers are a good team. Wow, I I trust I trust the Chargers defense more. I love I love the Chargers line with Joey Bosa um and the rest of those guys. Uh I do not trust Cincinnati's offensive line. Um but both teams have really good weapons um within the running game and the receivers. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I think for sure the Chargers with the plus 3 and I would personally, I like the odds with the money line. So I'll take that. And I don't think Cincinnati's gonna, the craziest play to craziest place to play at. Uh, it isn't, but you got to think they're going, uh, you know, across the continent on the road. Uh, and Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati's pretty good. I'm going to go Cincinnati at home, man. Give me the home favorites. You got them winning it too? Yeah, you got, you got minus three Cincinnati? Yeah, kind of winning the minus three years. sucks. The minus three kind of is annoying. <laughs> it's minus three sucks if you're trying to cover. 
All right, next game. We got New York Giants at your Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins are minus four and a half with the line leading that way with minus 105 as the odds. New York's odds are minus 115. Give me the Dolphins at home. I think they can win by at least five. I was going to say, I was going to take the Dolphins as well. It's our Basil. These New York people, they're going to come down here. They're going to have a hell of a weekend. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of New York fans, I think. That, that might be a pretty blue stadium. I sense the Art flu in the New York locker room. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, that stadium might be a lot. There might be a lot of blue in that stadium. All right, next game. We got Washington football team at the Las Vegas Raiders. Washington football team is plus two and a half. Eight Raiders are minus two and a half. The Lions slightly leaning towards the Raiders at minus 108 versus Washington football team minus 112. So this is actually a pretty tough game. Um, the Raiders have seemed to be on a downswing since all the shit that's been going on in that organization. They were looking so hot to start the season and now everything that's been going on, they've kind of uh, took a downturn since then. Meanwhile, on the other side of the field, you have Washington football team where Ty, uh, with Heineke with a three-game win streak right now. Um, Washington seems to have a little bit of resurgence, um, especially after having a really good game against Seattle. Um, but this is going to be a close one. Ugh, man, if this was at Washington, I would definitely give the odds to Washington, the nod to Washington. But this is another game where – you know what? I like Washington's defense. Um, give me Washington plus two and a half, and I got them winning the game with the money line okay. plus one fourteen. I seem to like favorites. I'm gonna go with the home team. I'll stick with the Raiders. I'm picking a lot of dogs. I'm picking a lot of dogs. The Raiders. I know. But, the but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Every every fucking game. There's every week there's all kinds of crazy upsets that we don't expect. So this year's been a very hard betting year. All right. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pit Baltimore is minus four and a half at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh plus four and a half with the line leaning towards Pittsburgh at plus four and a half. Oh man. Um, Give me Pittsburgh plus four and a half. I don't think they win this game, but I think they keep it close. Baltimore, I don't think is as good as they seem. Baltimore's been struggling, man. They they're winning games, but they're struggling. They're 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 not looking like a very dominant team, and I think they keep it close. Lamar Jackson. Was there any news about Lamar Jackson this week? That's really gonna influence. Uh you know what? I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go with the home team. They're probably going to lose the game, but they won't cover. Baltimore won't cover. Yep. Uh, I think the games are just too close. <sighs> All right. Here's a tough one right here. We got Jacksonville Jaguars at Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams are minus 13. Jaguars plus 13. The odds are even with that spread at minus 110. It's a 50-50 rule. Is this even life? Um, 
Yeah, give me the Rams. 14 points. They can do it. They got the offense for it. Do they, though? Rams have been on a... They've been struggling, man. They, they've been struggling. They've lost, I believe... They've lost a couple in a row by now. Um, this is going to be a tough game for uh, the Jags, obviously. And the Rams are coming in here because... What's, what's scary, what, what I think what makes this tough for me is that the Rams are on a downswing and they're looking at this game as like, we're getting fucking right. We're, we're going to, we're not going to lose this game. Like if the Rams are winning, okay. I'm, if the Rams are winning, this would be like a trap game. And I'd be like, I don't know. You gotta be careful. Look at the bills, but traveling West again, what did I tell you about traveling across the continent and the Jaguars historically have a hard time playing out West. Give me the Rams minus 13. The Jags, you know what the problem is? (laughs) The only reason why I'm saying that, the Jags can't fucking score. They just can't fucking score. They're one of the worst offenses in the league. They've scored two touchdowns in two games. They can't, the offense is terrible. That hurts your heart, man. I know. I know. (laughs) It's even, though. Um, all right, next game. We got San Francisco at Seattle. Oh, man, I would hammer the shit out of this game. Give me San Francisco minus three and a half. The line is leaning that way at minus 105. Seattle Seahawks plus three and a half with the odds for them, minus 115. They have this game really, they have this game a lot closer than I thought they would, but I'm, I'm absolutely hammering the 49ers this game. The 49ers should handle Same. the Seahawks no problem. I don't care the 12th man or whoever the fuck. I'll do 49ers as well. That's that's my fucking bet of the week. This Next game. Oh, like, oh, like value. Yeah, like value. Like that's my pick of the week. I should say that. That's my pick of the week. All right, next game. Denver Broncos at Kansas City Chiefs. Denver is plus nine and a half. At Kansas City, who's minus nine and a half. The odds are dead even at minus 110. Ooh, all right, man. So this is an interesting one. I honestly feel like they number one rule: never bet on Kansas City on large spreads. Never. So I'm not going to give me the give me the Denver Broncos at minus nine and a half. Also, I believe Denver has a pretty solid defense, and they can hold their own. And I think they get within ten. I don't care I'm if we're going by Kansas same City. logic. Kansas City doesn't cover. They never do. Monday night football. Dun, 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 dun. And we got the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills is what we discussed earlier. This is one of the biggest games of the week. They have, oh, this is at Buffalo. So I think this is what's giving the edge to um, Buffalo. But Buffalo is minus two and a half. New England is plus two and a half. The line leaning towards New England at minus 104. Gimme Buffalo. Minus two and a half. Wow. You know what? New England's on a hot streak, man. Give me Mac Jones. Give me that mac and cheese. Wow. Is somebody right. calling I him mac I, and cheese? <laughs> I don't know. But I think <laughs> I think with the way Buffalo is playing, I think they're going to have a bounce back game. You're at home. I guarantee you that's going to be a snowy ass game. That's going to be a cold ass, snowy ass game. 
I like. I think Buffalo's going to bounce back, man. I think they're going to flex their muscles. I really do. Um, but yeah. So you got New England plus two and a half. I got New England. Give me All right, and, that, and that's our picks of the week. Gabe, hit him with the outro. You already know. We appreciate y'all checking us out. You know, every week we see we see the improvement. We see you guys checking them back in. So we're going to try to be consistent. We'll be here again next week talking more sports. Find us on all the things. Real Fans Podcast. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We appreciate y'all checking us out. Peace. Twitter. And yeah, peace out, guys.